welcome to this episode of Safe Home for struggling teens and their families finding their healing path. I am Joy, a teen recovering from substance use, suicidal ideation, depression, and anxiety. And I'm Joy's mom, Beth, and I am walking beside him as he works hard for his recovery while I work hard on my own personal growth and healing. We have created this podcast to transform the pain we've endured over the last several years into helping other troubled teens and their loved ones. We want to share what we've learned, what we've seen, what has worked, and what hasn't. We are not experts in anything except our own stories, and we encourage you to seek out professional help if you are struggling. We have a list of resources in the description. Please note that this episode contains some swear words, descriptions of drug use, and mentions of suicide attempts and may not be appropriate for sensitive listeners or younger children. We want to make sure everyone knows that this podcast is not glorifying or endorsing illegal activity or substance use. This podcast is for educational, prevention, mitigation, and harm reduction purposes. Welcome to episode four of Safe Home. In this episode, we're gonna be talking about nicotine. And we have a very special guest with us today, my wife, Jan. And uh, she has been Joy's stepmom since Joy was about five. So uh, she's been a, you know, we have this little triad, the three of us have been working together for a long, long, long time. And we're so grateful that Joy is uh, back with us and doing so great and uh, working on this podcast. Well, yeah. So so happy to be here. You want to say hi, Jan? Hi, Jan. <laughs> uh so the reason we brought jan on this episode is because she has had experience with nicotine and she's been very helpful for joey uh getting off of it and helping him understand this particular addiction so to start why don't we uh start with jan because you all haven't heard jan talk yet and um, jan if you just want to tell us you know how you use nicotine when you were younger and when you stopped and what kind of cigarettes you used and that kind of thing. Okay. Actually, um, I started smoking. I was about 16, just about shortly after I got my driver's license. One of my rules in the car was there's no smoking in my car. And so all of my friends were experimenting with cigarettes and they kind of would give me a hard time about not letting them smoke in the car. So... I would tell them, I'll pull into the parking lot if you guys want to smoke. And uh, they kind of laughed at me. And one time we were driving along and there was two of them in the back seat. And I could hear them giggling. And all of a sudden, this white cloud filled my entire car. And so I looked in the mirror and they were playing a game that they called Puff. So they would take a puff off the cigarette, but not inhale it and blow it at each other until they filled the car with smoke. Oh. And I, I just remember like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they were giggle, giggle, giggle. So I pulled over and I was like, you guys don't even know how to smoke. <laughs> and so obviously I had to show them how to smoke, even though I really didn't know myself how to smoke. And big deep inhale and I thought I was going to die. But um, I can remember a couple days later, um, my best friend and I in the back going, I had three cigarettes today, you know, and the other one going, yeah, I had four today. <laughs> and and thinking that was a real big deal because we were not the kind that would break rules. Yeah. And um, so it kind of started there. And when I went into the Air Force at 17 years old, um, about a year and a half later, at the, maybe a year later, um, that was the one break we got in basic training was to smoke the cigarettes. We, uh, they would say, take a break. You want to smoke? You can go downstairs. If not, you had to stay up in the barracks. And so everybody that did smoke ran down and people that didn't started. Mm. So you had a lot of smokers in the military. That was your reprieve. Jeez. I had the hardest, hardest time quitting. And um, that's the one thing that I kind of, you know, understand that addiction is that part right there. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where you've been so useful, huh, Joy? Oh, yeah. Just how she says that 
it literally is the hardest drug and i can totally understand to get off like it's literally one of the hardest drugs it feels like for me especially because all the other drugs seemed easy but the nicotine was literally what was killing me and what was making me have the sweats and these pretty bad withdrawals which i've never experienced before and that's the first time it's like whoa nicotine the one that's illegal the one that everyone uses is doing that it's crazy and it, it shows it shows now jan uh you don't have to spill your guts here but it, just to let the audience know that you have used other drugs and have things to compare it to um exactly um after I got out of the Air Force, um, I kind of got in a situation where I was um, doing uh, speed, meth, and uh, we used to snort it. And the first time I tried it, I knew I was hooked on that. Mm. Um, and I, I did that for probably about three or four years, um, but I did it real heavy. And uh, I would stay up two, three, four days in a row and think there was nothing wrong with me because I kept a job. But when I set my mind to quit, um, the last day I used, I actually used in the parking lot, walked into an A meeting and, uh, said, I'm here to quit. And that was it. Um, I didn't look back. Um, thing was, was I thought that was the only meeting in the desert. So I only went once a week for the first month, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, mind over matter. I was able to quit that. Um, the cigarettes was much, much harder, harder yeah. than yeah. that. Yeah. And look at now. Every storefront has a vape or has like something nicotine. Everywhere. Like, you it's can't everywhere. get away from it. You can't yeah. get away from it. When I was your age, they had giant billboards with Marble Man looking all, you know, rugged and handsome. And uh, then for the ladies, they had Virginia Slim's ads and all the, you know, good housekeeping. They had, you know, encouraging women to smoke to keep their weight down. And then they had these cartoon camels which were appealing to kids. So all of that, people fought and fought and got all of that taken away. So you don't, you don't see cigarette ads anymore and cigarette smoking went way down. Well, then here comes vaping and now there's vape stores everywhere and billboards everywhere and delivery, you know, they'll deliver it to your house. It's just everywhere. And they do have those anti vaping ads, which are good. I mean, everyone that like vapes hates those ads because they're so cheesy, but, um, they do get a good point across that they are telling the facts that there is metals and stuff that are in those vapes and and stuff that can get in your lungs that can easily destroy your lungs and stuff like that so yeah it is a good thing now that people are starting to notice the harmful the harm and danger of vaping but nicotine too yeah. nicotine is a very popular thing there's uh, that commercial now that I see all the time um, about the nicotine where the young boy has been vaping and it alters his mind where he's angry and oh, he throws yeah. his clothes at his mom and, and yeah. she's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And, you know, nicotine does alter your mind. Oh, yes. As much as we think it doesn't because you can smoke and drive and you yeah. can smoke and work and you can this and that. But if you've noticed as they've cut back on the amount of smoking in public places you used to smoke in a bar you used to smoke in a restaurant yeah. you used to smoke in an airplane uh, just all those different places and as they've cut back people have been angry about it at first you know yeah. we we took away all their rights according to them yeah but we're actually trying to save their lives yes and the workers you know yeah. i used to play piano in bars and restaurants and I was so happy when that rule came because then I could actually breathe. breathe and not go home with stinky clothes. And yeah. yeah, so there's been a lot of changes with cigarettes, but I, I have a feeling that same industry is behind oh, all the vaping. And so now likely. this generation that Joey's in are totally hooked on, it's, on it's the nicotine next again. It's the next cigarette. They're just going to keep on coming up with the next thing because, oh yeah, like in, uh, the, I think the last episode I brought up the IQOS, which is uh, it's a new vaporizer, but for dry herb. So it's essentially like you put a little tobacco stick in it and then it heats it up, not to a point where it combusts, but it vaporizes the tobacco. So they're just finding new ways to get nicotine into our system. 
because、mm-hmm. the industry just needs the money or doesn't need the money, but they they want the money. I guess they're so <laughs> greedy. Greed, I guess yeah. yeah. I think Philip Morris was one of the biggest、um, mm-hmm. tobacco companies. Oh really? And Philip Morris,、is. I believe, is the one that owns Juul. Oh okay. And、um, so, but it it took a while for us to even find that out. Yeah, because they're hiding it. They don't want. People to know that the big tobacco industries are uh, under, uh, like the ones behind the nicotine,、uh, just the vaping and stuff. So there's been a lot, a lot of lawsuits over the years against Philip Morris,、really? and you know the addiction, and mostly because it has caused death. Oh yeah, oh yeah,、you、people、know. have died because batteries explode in their face, lungs collapsing, things like that. Yes, it's. A very dangerous and, thing, and we have no idea what the long-term effects of the vapor. Oh yeah, because、is. it's so new.、Yeah. It's so new. Joey, can you go through some of the names we mentioned? Jewel, yeah, J U U L. Can、okay. you mention some of the other brands and what the kids are calling the different nicotine devices? Well, the new one is Flume. Okay, how do you spell、That's、that one? F L U M E. Oh, they spelled it the correct way. How funny! <laughs> Everybody's spelling things funny now. <laughs> Flume,、yeah. just the way it's supposed to be spelled. Yes,、okay. but、um, there used to be Puff Bar. Puff Bar was really big back when in middle school. No, not middle school. High school was、uh, Puff Bar, and then、um, what else? I I'm not keeping up because they're literally pumping out new brands every like week. So kids are just getting something new, higher percentage of nicotine, more juice, just just more because. The kids are getting more and more tolerance to it, that they're needing more, and it's a f- and I and I know, so many of my friends are just addicted to it because they can't they don't know that what's what's happening in their brain is an addiction. Yeah, when you're in it, you have no idea. Yeah, you're just like, oh, let me just get a rip of that, but they don't realize they are gonna have to like need it for a little bit until they. Try to get off, yeah. You know, I think the one of the big differences between when I smoked cigarettes and the vaping today is, you could smell cigarettes on me. Oh yeah, yeah. you could see the cloud of smoke. Yeah, you could smell, you know, anything on my clothes in my car. It's so discreet. You know,、now. the ashes in the ashtray、yeah. and and you know, cigarette butts everywhere. Whereas today the vape pens, they they look like a USB port.、Yeah. They they charge in your computer, and、yeah. and they're so, small enough. They just they looks like the size of change. Yeah, and you don't even have to hold it like a like you don't hold it like this. You right, you can you、right. can hold it in your palm. Right. So you can hide it. So that's another thing. It's discreet. It's getting more discreet. So kids are accessible to use it in school. You know, like it. If you think about it really hard, or not even that hard, the industry is going for kids because why would they、Definitely. make it the flavors, the discreetness? Why, why, why is there's no need for that? Are they just silver or black, or do they make it look cooler nowadays? Oh well, yeah. Nowadays you can have any sort of color, any sort of like chrome. You could have titanium. You could have like that titanium that's blue. You know, they have. Anything, just that's appealing because that's what the whole market is going for—is the, the appeal of this, this thing that people use, I guess. So, so it looks cool. It looks cool, yeah. And everybody wants the newest thing. The new, no, that's what I was saying. Every week there's a new thing out, and it's horrible because you don't, you can't get something regulated in a week. No,、right. no, no, no. Like, like think about it. Yeah,、that. it's、you、constantly、can't. changing. They're constantly moving the goalposts. Yes. And how much do these things cost? They can go from five bucks to like, oh,、uh, like, okay. So there's different types. There's pod systems. There's disposables, and then there's like box mods. So the、uh, pod systems is what a jewel is. That li- that little pod that you click into the battery. Same thing, almost as a pod system for THC. Okay, that we talked about last week.、Mm-hmm. And then there's the disposables, which is t- essentially. A pod system that you don't have to put the pod in; it just comes、oh. with the pod in, and you、okay. can't take the pod out. Okay, you throw the whole thing away. You throw the whole thing away. Disposable. Terrible for the environment. Besides,、yes. and they're all plastic and stuff.、Uh. And then there's a box mod, which is a big battery with a tank. 
and the same thing with the coil and the um, cotton. And then you fill it up with uh, vape juice. And then it's you get to choose what vape juice you want. That's why they have all those vape bottles of juice. Vape juice goes for like 10 to 45 bucks. Okay, so you buy the pen for 5 to 25 No, 5 to like... Uh, okay, so disposables can go from like 5 to like 25 um, Pod systems, 15 usually till maybe like... 45 and then you have the box mods which are usually can go for pretty cheap but are usually hundreds of dollars oh yeah and then then you have to buy the, the juice. actual juice for the box mods, which yeah. contains the nicotine yes and that you go through yes and how much jan when you were a kid how much was a pack of cigarettes oh not when i was a kid you don't want to go that far back but when <laughs> i do remember um my stepfather when he quit smoking he he used to tell us when it hits a dollar a pack i'm gonna quit and i used to laugh and say it's never gonna be a dollar a pack oh my gosh and so he did quit at a dollar a pack but wow i think probably it was probably about 79 cents a pack or 80 cents when i started whoa and when i quit i went to generic cigarettes so that I could get them for cheaper, um, but they were stronger mm -hmm. and I could feel it in my chest yeah. actually um, when I, I, I quit smoking. And those were about, I would say about 280 a pack. And now they're and like- And that was generic. And Joey, how much are cigarettes now? Like 10 bucks. For yes. one little pack? Yeah. One pack oh, of 75s. Wow. It used to be like a carton was that much. Yeah. And you've smoked cigarettes too. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. were telling us last week you like to burn things and uh, yeah, yeah, smoke. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, I don't know. I, it's just a um, fascination that I had uh -huh. a long time ago. But yeah, um, you the like struggle the, um, of that crackle. No, it's not that. It's just like it's it's like the aesthetic. I oh, feel okay. like the aesthetic. This, that's what I was drawn to when I was a kid. But then obviously there's a drug in it when you get yeah, to yeah. the drug, and then are there a lot of kids smoking cigarettes still, or are they almost all vaping? the edgy ones edgy ones the, the risk takers the like risk takers you. that's the um quote unquote cool kids or okay. like stuff like that or smoking cigarettes but also the preppy kids i would say not i don't like to put labels on anyone but just the clicks in school like only certain kids would be smoking cigarettes and then certain kids would be vaping but then usually they both do both but you, you know? wouldn't smoke cigarettes at school though cuz of the oh, smell oh no unless you really ballsy like <laughs> you probably get in trouble though um maybe but so you'd smoke them outside or at someone's house that didn't care if you were yeah. smoking yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff all right what is it about nicotine that draws you in why do people like to use it at least at the beginning well if you're first starting you you don't know the feeling so the reason you would be starting is peer pressure or um you or curious mm -hmm. you just or you have someone in your family that does it that is just it is laying around and you care yeah and you just see, assume it's like a normal thing uh -huh. but well, once you get into it once you have your first hit of a cigarette then that's when the um that's when things go downhill essentially mm -hmm. is when you understand what it does to your brain yeah and that it mind-altering uh -huh. yeah and then and then it feels like you have to have it or you can't function right it you get jittery and that's you, you can explain that yeah it kind of comes along later um i do know that when i started first thing it was it tasted terrible yeah, yeah. once you get past that taste um then what happens is it kind of gives you a little tingly yeah and so you it when you don't do drugs, you kind of don't have anything to relate it to, mm -hmm. but it is kind of like a little buzz. Yeah. And so you kind of get a little tingly, and then the more you do smoke, and the more often, the quicker that goes away. Mm. But you're already addicted. Yeah. You're already hooked, and you don't know it. Yeah. Is it possible to smoke without getting addicted? There are a couple of people I've talked to that said, I only have a cigarette if I go out for a drink. I never, ever, drink, never, ever smoke. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are people out there that don't have that addictive gene and they're lucky. They're, <laughs> they, they don't know what it's like, I guess, 
to have a substance take control of your life and ruin it essentially and throw it down the gutter you know so we talked a little bit earlier about the moods you know kind of makes you angry uh, what other downsides are there to nicotine or is that the main one it just kind of it makes, makes you moody and it obviously affects your health like yeah. your lungs are gonna um never be the same after smoking um your brain it probably affects the development of the brain. Yeah, for kids, for sure. Yeah, um, the frontal lobe will be stopped, like or paused. Yeah. Because um, from research, it, it is said that your brain is malleable and it is possible to regrow mm -hmm. if you're still at a young age and you stop. Mm -hmm. So if you are planning on stopping, that's a good reason too, is that your brain will come back and develop again. Mm-hmm. But if you keep using substances, it will either stop and never s regain its growth or just stop like completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad news. Well, and uh, some other bad things is all the money you have to spend or you have to figure out how to steal oh, yeah. it or procure it somehow. Financial <laughs> problems become a thing. And when yeah. you're a kid, you can't just go to the store and get some. How oh, no. are you guys yeah. getting this? Anyway? Stealing it or so, asking someone older to get it. Yeah. That's risky as heck. You know, it puts... Especially in a kid's situation, it puts you into risky situations because it, especially when you're hooked, you are going to be doing that because you're addicted. You, ha you, you, you find a way because it feels like you need it. And I don't know if you can relate to that if you have ever... As far as, as money goes, when, when I started at 16, I had already started working. Oh, and okay. so I had a job, but I, I would blow my money like right away and then have to borrow from my mom. And so she didn't know what I was spending money on between gas and, and cigarettes and then later on pot and, and stuff like that. Um, but it was not like I would say, oh, man, I got to have money for cigarettes because I always had some. Mm -hmm. um, the thing was that's how I quit though. Mm. When I started totaling how much I was spending per month on cigarettes, at that time I was smoking two packs a day. Okay. And so <clears throat> I totaled about $70 a month. Wow. And at that time that was a lot yeah. of money. I was working two jobs seven days a week yeah. and trying to make ends meet. And boy, that $70 came in handy. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. The, the cigarettes, Jan, used or maybe they still are the same how do they compare to the substances that are going into the vape pens oh okay so the vape juice compared to a cigarette are a lot more potent uh one pod equals 20 cigarettes which is one pack of cigarettes yeah, okay um so if you were the kind of, of kid that would you know just smoke until you finish the pod or half a pod you smoked as much as I would in half a day. Yeah. And that could be at one setting. That's one small little pod. How long yes. does it take you to get through a pod? It depends on the size. So a jewel pod, it would probably be less than an hour. Uh, and then for a like a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, that's in insane. And then the 3.5s of which in a Novo. Okay, a Novo, that's a big name. A Novo is just a um, pod system that everyone uses and Nords all by Smock. Okay, hold on. Innovo, how do you spell that? N no, just N-O-V-O. Novo. Yeah. Oh, Novo, okay. And then uh, that's um, by Smok, S-M-O-K. Okay. And then there's another one called Nord, N-O-R-D. Okay. It's a bigger, it's essentially the Nord, but just bigger and just chucks more clouds. And um, it takes about um, a day for a 3.5 uh, milliliter. And then um, that's probably the highest it goes for uh, pods. Um, probably four milliliters is the highest I've seen. But those take about a couple of days to get through. But that's a lot of nicotine within it because uh, each pot. Okay, so there's different levels. And then there's also different uh, types of vape juices. There's uh, salt nicotine and free base uh, nicotine. So um, free base there's no salt nicotine, but there's less nicotine in it because uh, if you don't have the salt nicotine, it, it will um, affect your lungs and uh, irritate them more. Whereas the salt nicotine, you can have more nicotine percentage, 
without it affecting your lungs. So that's how some pods take only salt nicotine. Some pods only take freebase. So there's like a whole like science behind this that that little like click knows about. So I'm trying to tell everyone on this podcast what kids are doing these days. You know, there's a lot to um, know because your kids are smart. Like they have to do a lot of things. They have to know a lot of things about um, vaping to to do it. But with these disposables and stuff now, it's a lot easier. You just get disposable that comes with the juice already and you just hit it. So the science behind it is kind of going away. It's incredible. I'm so It makes me so angry at the people that have constructed this for you all to entice you guys into it. And then they know once once you've got it, you're hooked for a long, long, yeah. long time. That's the whole point. It's just to get us to do it once. Yeah. That's their goal. Right. I remember once we were in the car, Joey, you were, uh, I think you were 14 or so. And I remember exactly where we were too. I said, Joey, just whatever you do, uh, you know, you can get into trouble different ways, I know, but just don't try something that can addict you. Just stay away from it, stuff that will addict you because you can get addicted after one time. But little did I know, you had already been smoking for a long time and you were using weed. So yeah. I was a little late on that, but. <laughs> but the thing is, I feel, I don't know how it is for you guys, but like with parents, especially as, as a teenager, you want to be a little rebellious. Yeah, you yeah. like when you hear that, you're going to be, okay, let's do that. Yeah, it's yeah. literally the opposite. I don't know if that was for you, Jan, if that's how you got into trouble or anything. Well, my sister was already ahead of me mm. using drugs and stuff, and I thought, I don't ever want to do what she's doing. That's that's. And so that kind of kept me clean for a little while until my whole group of friends yeah. <laughs> were doing drugs. Yeah. And, and you know, at that time, it was like, you know, you got your peer pressure and you don't know that you can walk away from those friends. Yeah. You don't realize that. You think that these point. are my friends for life yeah. and, you know, they're going to be there. Da, da, da. The thing is, is that most of my um, usage of anything was because of my friends and the peer pressure. And at that time, I wasn't aware that I could actually walk away from friends. I thought that, oh, no, you know, you got these friends and, and you know, you need to stick by them because they're sticking by you when actually they weren't sticking by me because if, if they would have listened to me, they would have known that I did not want to do that, yeah. Yeah. you know. So but have you had that experience, Joey, with Oh, that? yeah, I think that, I mean... Part of me is like a daredevil, kind of like I want to kind of just do the different. I, I don't want to be normal, quote unquote. I want to be different. So I guess that's a little difference between me and you is that um, I, I wouldn't mind doing something that's different. But it did. The, the idea that you can change your friends is a very important subject because you you don't have to stick around with those people if they don't understand that you want to not do what they're doing and they don't understand that they're not your friends they're not supportive of you that's not a friend yeah you've recently had to dump a bunch of friends yeah. how how hard was that and how did that make you feel and how are you doing now are you like super lonely or oh yeah i'm uh struggling with loneliness but um i'm building up my friendships again with people that are healthier because that's what you gotta do you gotta because when you put out a vibe that's different you attract th that different vibe mm -hmm. because when you put out a vibe when you're in that um paradigm of doing drugs and kind of the anti-norm you're gonna be attracting that you're gonna be in that you're gonna live that paradigm whereas if you're living a paradigm of just norm quote unquote normal life you're going to be in that paradigm where you're going to be attracting all that energy so that's how i see it so you, so you want to surround yourself with people that are in, on a healthy path on a healthy path on my energy level you trying know? to destroy themselves or oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it's so hard i know it's really really hard though joy to to just say goodbye to your friends and 
it's, you worry about him and you miss all the interactions. And yeah. I'm sure you had good times with him too. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just um, using substances all the time. I'm sure no. you have really good memories yeah, and fun uh, things. And they're human beings. Yeah. Of course. You they're, care about them. We have connection. That, that's part of human beings is connection. It's tough. So how, tell us how you're getting off of nicotine. What, how did you have to set up your mind or your situation? Well, I would say it, it was a subconscious thought that I want to stop. It may not have been strong at first, but it, it was it was something that was in the back of my head. So it has to be in the back of your head, I feel like. Because if it's not, you're not going to have the idea that you want to stop. Mm -hmm. So that's that was the first thing I, I kind of noticed was that I want to I wanna stop. But it's, it wasn't that powerful. But when... I realized how much it was affecting my life that was bringing more that was brought more to the forefront of my mind that I need to stop and then finally it just came to I just came to a realization that it's not doing me any good mm -hmm. and I just need to stop it was hard it's mm -hmm. still hard to this very second it's hard yeah I uh but right now I'm using Nicorette you know so to just keep those cravings down it, the, that's harm reduction it's still nicotine but it's not inha you're not inhaling something yeah. you're you're just putting it's something into your mouth yeah and then getting a throat hit so we ended up getting him nicorette because uh and i think you have to be over 18 to yes. buy it yes. and you're not you're supposed to be over 18 to use it but you know if it's between vaping and gum i'd much rather you chew gum yeah and you've been using just very little of it yeah just like one or two a day if you yeah like. and so i think you'll be off of that really you know? Yeah, and I was talking to Jan actually that is making me nauseous. It's like, oh, yeah. So, I I think I'm just gonna split them in half now because my tolerance is getting so low mm -hmm. of, of nicotine that it feels like it's time to cut off the like gum now. Yeah. It feels like. So when you get to the place where you would have normally wanted some nicotine, you get I don't know edgy or antsy or whatever. Mm -hmm. What do you use instead besides the gum? Like what? Once you get off the gum, what's your coping mechanism? I don't know because it feels like it's happening so fast that I still have these cravings, but it's it's not like I'm gonna act on them anymore. They're not that powerful. Mm -hmm. They're they they get it's a voice in your head, but it's not a loud voice anymore. That's good. So Boy, it used like, to be super super loud. It used, it used to be the <laughs> front and center soloist of my mind totally so now i'm just going with the voice uh -huh. working with the voice understanding what the voice is saying uh -huh. but not acting on it so yeah and i remember jan you 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 suckers oh, yeah. yeah um i i quit probably about five times in a row mm. and the very last time that i quit um it was January 1st, 1992, wow. and it was 7 o'clock at night, and everybody was razzing me because I said, I'm going to quit on January 1st. And they said, Jan, you're still smoking. And I said, January 1st is not over. Mm. And at 7.30 that night, I put my last cigarette out in the ashtray, and I said, that's it, I'm done. And they laughed at me, laughed at me. And I got to tell you, I never been through something so hard. First, I concentrated on the amount of money I was saving. Then it was like I tried chewing on straws. I tried inhaling straws, deep breaths. And sometimes with those really deep, you know, inhales, you can kind of relive that yeah. nicotine hit, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of that would cure it for a little bit. And then I got two Charms Blow Pops. <laughs> and, um, oh, my God. They called me Kojak, and you probably don't even know who that is. He was a um, a movie star. It was a movie, a television series, and he was a uh, inspector or a, a law enforcement cop or something. His name was Kojak, and he always had a, a sucker in his mouth <laughs> everywhere he went. So every time he would respond to some crime scene, he had this sucker and he would pull it out and he would wave it at everybody and really think <laughs> about, you know, this is this. 
And so they used to call me that because I had them always in my mouth and I would finish the sucker and it had gum inside and I would chew that gum as hard as I could chew because I didn't have any Nicorette or, or any patches or, or pills or anything else. And um, they used to tell me, you just got to get through two weeks two weeks. And I thought, nah, that isn't true because I've done two weeks before. And, and no, I'm sorry. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Um, I had made six weeks before and then went right back to smoking. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I finally got to a couple of months, it was like, okay, I got this. Okay. I had put on 30 pounds. I had chewed all my (laughs) <laughs> I chewed all my blow pops and, you know, made my way through there. I was eating anything. But, you know, the one thing I realized when I quit smoking was I smoked cigarettes to start my meals and I smoked cigarettes to end my meals. And we used to smoke in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so you go out to eat, you have your food, you have your cigarette, and that was it. You were done eating. Well, when you took that cigarette away, that meal never stopped. Oh, it was the end. So you continued eating and snacking and grazing and and trying to finish. That satisfied that that need of what that nicotine used to do. Exactly. Exactly. So so that you just kept going and kept going. And so, you know, it was really quick. And I had been thin my whole life. And for the first time, I was popping buttons and having to go get new clothes, you know? (laughs) So, you know, and, and it kept, it it took me a while to realize that that's why Mm -hmm. that was why I would wake up in the morning. That's how I would get out of bed. It wasn't my cup of coffee. It was my cigarette. Yeah. I would lay in bed and smoke a cigarette before I went to sleep. Mm. Isn't that super dangerous? That's super dangerous. Yeah. Well, you talk about it now, but burn yourself (laughs) down, burn your life down. But I didn't think about it then, you know, it was, the end of my day. Yeah. That's how I ended my day. Yeah. You know, and so you had those habits and and those habits became so deeply ingrained yes. and you don't realize it. Yes. You just don't realize it. Okay, so Jan, um my biggest question is are you do you ever have cravings still to this day? No or you know, for a long, long time, I used to dream uh-huh. about smoking and I would wake up and feel like I smoked. My chest would feel a little bit tight and stuff. Um, and I would say that lasted a good five to between five and 10 years. Wow. But it's been quite a long time. Yeah. It's been, you know, what, 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, actually, 30 wow. years that I quit. Congratulations. And um, so I don't, I don't dream about it. I mean, I would say probably in the last 30 years, maybe once or twice okay. after I passed that 10 year point, did I have a dream that I was smoking uh-huh. and, um, you know, it, it was so, so far in between anything, but it finally got to the point that no. And, you know, the thing about cigarettes is a lot of times people that are ex-smokers, they don't want to be around the smell of it. Uh-huh. Um, if there's cigarette smoke around me, as long as it's not sitting in an ashtray where it's rolling up, yeah. I'm allergic to it. Oh, okay. So it actually burns my eyes. Wow, and you smoked. But, and yeah, I did that back then too. So, <laughs> But if they're actually smoking, it kind of smells kind of good to me still. Really? It mm-hmm. still has that... If I were to have one cigarette today, I would never, ever be able to quit. I know that. And that's, that's strength right there. And I, and I'm proud, so proud because I know how hard it is and how painful that, that craving is. And when you're out of it, you like, don't want to have those cravings. It's like, you get kind of mad at yourself for having a craving, but from what you said, it just seems like time. Right. Time is on your side when it comes to mm-hmm. quitting. So, yeah. The, you know, the hard thing is when you're first quitting, especially when you're trying to give up any other kind of drugs as well as the nicotine, is that nicotine draw is so easy to get mistaken for a drug draw. Mm, okay. You know, but the nicotine is actually stronger. Yeah. Um, 
I felt like I walked away from drugs pre-doggone easy yeah. and compared to the, the cigarettes. Jeez. The cigarettes are the ones that lasted forever yeah. with me mentally. So Joey, how, what would you say to parents or teachers, adults that want to help their kid not start smoking? Oh. What would be better to say than what I told you that was too late anyway? I wouldn't say don't do blah because that's gonna trigger something in the kid to do it you know they'll do the opposite (laughs) so either just say nothing and wait till the time comes because if you say nothing then it's on them and then if they do it and they come to and you notice something then you can be there to nurture them and support that's the whole idea is to nurture and support Mm -hmm. you don't want to give ideas or shame Mm -hmm. that's how things actually get worse yeah is by shaming or giving an idea without an intention. Okay. So in, intend, deeply intend, if you're going to tell the kid not to do something, deeply intend with nurturing thoughts behind it that you're, you're trying to really protect them mm-hmm. because there's something dangerous in front of them mm-hmm. that could possibly harm them. Would it have helped for you to really understand like the medical aspects of it, did that make any difference to a kid that's at got that a age? Ha- no, because something? you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be like, oh, these these parents are just trying. They're just nagging you. Anti drugs. Because before you do it, you're, before I did anything, I was like, I'm never gonna do drugs. Sure. Like I'm not gonna do drugs. Drugs are bad because that's what everyone tells you. But until you get to that point of peer pressure, or it's just right in front of you, and you just don't know what it is. And you and they and you see people doing it. You, it, you just have to be strong. I forgot to ask you what what was the circumstance around your first cigarette. My first cigarette was actually at a party. I remember it wasn't. It was just like a kickback. And I remember this one kid that I had in one of my, in my Spanish class. Actually, that was my first cigarette at school. Oh, okay was from my friend in Spanish class. You smoked cigarettes in Spanish class? No, no, no. We like, he gave it to me outside of school. Oh, okay, got it. But then my first time ever, I think I picked it off the ground or something. And just like, I didn't even inhale it. I, I just like put it in my mouth and oh, blew okay. it out because I didn't know what to do. But then after a little while of understanding, then I started to pick them up more off the ground or something. and Or friends had them and then i was like okay mm-hmm. this is what it is and then that's how the downhill spiral kind of yeah. went then i understood the um effects of the nicotine that it changes the feeling in your brain and then it gets you it's an escape for a little while for maybe like 10 seconds mm-hmm. maybe a minute but it's an escape it's still an escape for some people and and that's what it was for me is an escape mm-hmm. from the baseline feeling mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if that was for you jan did it wasn't an escape for you no not not the nicotine no the nicotine um like i said it was 100 percent pure peer pressure really okay 100 percent. and you know i you know once i kept i held off and held off and then once that i did start it was just like oh now i'm part of this group Oh, okay. So it was more of like a social thing that you couldn't really get out of. Right. So, yeah. So there, there was a group of, I think, five or six of us mm-hmm. um, that hung out in high school. And, um, oh, Lordy. <laughs> what one did, we all did. That's kind of how it is, isn't it? In high school, like you kind of follow the leader. That's, you, you can't be your independent self in high school, it feels like. You can't. Because the judgments, they're so... It's bad. I don't. So like what, would you, what advice would you give to a kid who's who's hooked on nicotine? That that's a good question. I I I don't know because I would just say it's hard. It's hard, man. If you're if you're trying to get off, it's gonna be a struggle. No, it's gonna be a struggle. I know you probably heard that before, but it's going to be a struggle. But you gotta be assertive with it you gotta say okay on this date or whenever i'm going to stop and i'm not going to take pick up another one you gotta be you 
got to be strong because if you are like, okay, I'm going to quit. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's right there. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. You can't be like that. You got to be 100% dedicated to do it. It feels like. So you have to come to the point where you realize I need to stop doing this. It's yeah. not serving me. I'm doing stupid stuff to get it or to. Yeah. You have to actually come out of your paradigm and go into that third person point of view and realize what it's doing to yeah. you until you come out of yourself to look down at what you're doing. You're, you're never going to um, realize what you're doing because yeah. you're in it, you're doing it and it seems normal. Yeah. But yeah. especially if all the kids around you are also doing yeah, it. It, so it, it's, it. It makes it hard for the people that are in it to realize that it's not n- normal because they're in this little world of just substance users or um, addicts of some sort Mm -hmm. that they're surrounding themselves with that lifestyle that they can't see any other things around them that are different, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. So That's very wise, Joey. I hope that kids have someone like you around that can help them. Maybe there's some other, you know, not like old people like Janet, <laughs> you know, kids or other old. peers that could help, you know, maybe they could find somebody on their campus that might be able to help them that's seen the light like you have. And there are other people like me out there. There are. There, there has to be. And I know that if you are listening right now and you have a want to help people in your heart, take that step to do so. And really... If you want to change the world, you got to take that first step. And I feel like I've taken my first step with this podcast to help others. And I know that others out there, my age, older, younger, can do the same. So I want, there's nothing stopping anyone from changing this world for good. I, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything stopping anyone. Oh, you're such a good role model, Joey. I'm so proud of you. you. And I'm so proud of you, Jan, for, yeah. you know, it's been a tough couple of years, and Jan is, you know, Jan's a step parent, which is, it's different than being the original parent. But Jan has just been there for us through everything. Supported me as a parent, and I and I'm so grateful for you. And I'm just, you you've helped me through the hardest times because you've. You understand what those hard times are like, and that I think that's what is needed is people with the knowledge of an incident to support someone who's going through that or who's just gone through it, so they can understand that there is life after an incident. Yeah, give each other support and uh, encouragement and empathy. Yeah. Uh, any other points that uh, you have? Anything? Well, you know, I don't know about the vaping, you know, um, and the different flavors and all that kind of stuff. I do know that when I first smoked, I smoked all the menthol. Okay. And um, I smoked Newports and Cools and, you know, anything that was minty because I wouldn't have to have that bad flavor, yeah. that bad taste. And the first time that I quit smoking, I think I hacked up a lung. Mm. And it was horrid. It was painful. And um, so when I went back to smoking, I just went to a marble light. Okay. And did not do the menthol. And so when I quit after that, I didn't have that coughing. I didn't have that hacking. And um, so I don't know what it's like with with the vaping. I I don't know what's going to come of that with the long term and... Yeah. And, and that kind of stuff, if they're going to have those lung problems, you know, or, or anything like that. And I know that, you know, you can damage your lungs with the nicotine and they will heal mm-hmm. over time. Really? I, didn't, I actually didn't and know And they can heal themselves. But um, if it gets too, too bad, I mean, then you can get your emphysema and all your, your other diseases yeah. off of that. So you want to try to preserve your lungs as quick as you can and, and get off of it and yeah. let them have a chance to heal. Yeah. Yeah, Joy, you so, sometimes have a pretty bad hack. Really? Yeah. 
I didn't even notice. Well, it. when you were vaping regularly, yeah, you'd cough all the time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's kind of like a... It's going down, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm happy about that. But going to that point of menthol, they have menthol vapes. Right. So because actually that's what the new law is that they can't have flavored vapes. Right. It's yeah. only tobacco, menthol, and like mint or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... When does that go into effect? I don't know. It sh- it sh- yeah, they're they're pushing that. That's a that's a big push right now in government. Um, was First to cities, I well, I think the federal government were was looking into yeah, it. F- I remember something about yeah. that was big. Yeah, because it's still going to be black market. Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll still find the flavors. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it, it, the industry has started and it won't stop. Yeah. Until it becomes federally illegal schedule one drug where it becomes hard to get yeah how to put the genie back in the bottle yes right we the tobacco industry what when going into this vape industry opened pandora's box for the worse yeah they you know the thing is is the the you know philip morris companies all those companies out there they have the money they have the lobbying and so they are up there on oh, yeah. Capitol Hill. Oh, and they are. they are the ones that are fighting to keep it, mm-hmm. even though they're like, okay, well, we'll give up this. Well, are they really? Is it only in our country? Mm-hmm. Are they still doing flavors in other countries? That's true. You know, this is worldwide. It's not just here in the United States. Yeah, we got to think about that. So, you know, it would be great if we could shut them all the way down, but no. they, they are very big money. Very they're powerful. Big money, they're so. very powerful. But... You've come a long way, Joey, in a short time. And thank you. My God, thank I you. just, you know, thank With, God you listened to me. And <laughs> I was going to say, without your support, I don't think I, I would have been at this point. It's such a, it's, it's such a pleasure and honor to be your son. Like, I, I am so happy that I, because if my circumstances weren't this, I don't know if I would have been able to stop. Because... I'm st- I'm just so happy that I've had these things fall into place, so perfect mm-hmm. that things are getting better for my life and I'm healthier. So thank you, thank you both, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Yeah, Joey, you you're definitely not a stepson. You're my son. Yes. Yeah. So and um, proud of you. Every step you've taken, I'm proud of you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we'll close up this love fest over here and uh, let you know that we'll put some resources in the episode notes of some organizations that are helping fight the vaping industry and things like that and things that will help uh, kids quit if they're ready to quit or grownups to quit. And uh, next week, our substance that we'll be talking about is going to be psychedelics, which is actually a, a huge class of different substances. And Joey has become quite an expert on psychedelics so that'll be a really really interesting one and so we we just want to thank you for listening please share this episode share our podcast with anyone you think would be helped by it kids parents teachers medical professionals therapists and uh, and also if you could rate us in apple Podcasts, that really helps us get the word out to other people so yeah thank you thank you all and please be safe